episode 204 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, cool guy wearing sunglasses on a podcast, sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always. It's my pal wearing just regular glasses, the Quincy. You know this is an audio medium, right? They, they have no idea if you're lying to them or not. <laughs> but why would I? Uh, I don't know. Why would you start the podcast off like that? I have no idea. You just <laughs> do what you either. want to do. You, you like to do just random stuff to make me react. <laughs> That's already the goal. Dis- we already discussed this multiple times. That's the goal every time. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm good. Uh, like good busy, good. been busy, but good. Mm-hmm. Same here. Busy, tired. Currently watching the Yankees Blue Jay game. Uh, Judge is up at bat, so we're going to see if he hits uh, 61. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. he's currently at the plate. Mm-hmm. So he tied or he tied Ruth on Saturday. Was that a bit long ago? I think it was Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was like a bit longer than that. Oh, okay. So maybe Friday. I, it might is it Friday or Saturday. I know it's been a know. crazy year for milestones, man. Mm-hmm. Because Judge is about to tie Maris, surpass Maris, probably more than likely. Um, Pujols just got to seven hundred for the career, first career. Which is crazy because it looked like he was done five years ago. Completely done. And at this point, stick it out two more years and go for Aaron. I understand just wanted to go home. He's what, 42? <laughs> 42 yeah, yeah. And really, that's when I think that's how old Aaron was when he retired. Mm-hmm. It was 42. You know, typically these guys are going to go too much longer, but. If anybody could do it, it's him. I mean, he could DH for two more years, and he could hit a combined 56 home runs. I'm going to take his ass home. <laughs> it's 42. I know the knees be barking after every mm-hmm. game. Just just go home, be a family man. What else did we have? Um, Framber had broke the record, set the record. Yeah, for quality most, starts in a season. Yeah, most consecutive quality starts in a season. Mm-hmm. 25, mm-hmm. which came yeah. to an end on Friday, which was crazy. Or Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, and Judge walked. So oh. No home run. No surprise. Well, we'll talk long enough for him to come up and have another bat. Right. What a crazy weekend for – I know initially we're, we're you know – Plan is to talk about football, mm-hmm. but um, but this weekend was too crazy in baseball to to just like not talk about it. I mean, that comeback win on Saturday for the Astros was in- insane. Oh yeah, against the uh, Orioles. Yeah, I watched part of it. Some, um, I'm glad they I'm glad they won. I'm glad I got the hell out of Baltimore. Man, you're not kidding. They really took it to us. 
did not make it easy. Not at all. Got shut out back to back games. First time that's happened all year. Mm-hmm. In a game Verlander pitched, mm-hmm. one of them, which is crazy because he doesn't get any run support. He barely gets any run support. Yeah, it's the Roger Clemens dilemma all over again. <laughs> yeah. We were both working there, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he came, he came back for that season. Was yeah. it 20, 2006, I believe? I think so. Was it 2006? Man, I don't know. Time Time is a circle. I don't remember anything that happened from more than a year ago, man. I'll like you to look it up. But, yeah. Um, 2006, yeah, because yeah, he well, um, he went back to uh, New York after that. Yeah, for 07. That was our first year, wasn't it? 2006. 2006. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Back when I had hopes and dreams. And I was a, supposed and to. And a work. hairline. <laughs> Mine was a little bit further up, too. Mm-hmm. Or further forward. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to work 2005. Mm-hmm. I passed it up though because yeah. I was still in high school at the time. Oh, and they said, "Oh, you know, you're gonna have to work nights." And I was like, "Oh, well, I got school the in the mornings. So I don't I have to do homework." Oh Lord! Can you believe I said that? What nerd? <laughs> what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. One of the dumbest things I've ever said in my life. And I mean, let's be honest. I've said plenty of dumb things. Some of them recorded. They live on the internet forever. Thankfully, the other ones are just between me, you, and a few others, Mm -hmm. and and the Lord above, but (laughs) the big man upstairs. But um, yeah, that's one of the dumbest things I ever said. Was like, oh, I have homework. Okay, well, thanks. Let you go, and oh, this weird kid. (laughs) Thankfully, they you know gave me another shot Mm -hmm. the following year, and. That's when it all went down, downhill. <laughs> Again, the, my tenure working there, bad, just bad. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I stopped working there, they started improving. And the further I, I, the longer I haven't been working there, the better they seem to have gotten. So I take partial credit, some credit for. Yeah, you don't take any. You don't take any credit. You're the curse. It's like we threw away the curse of medallion. Our lives got better. You don't get to take credit for being the curse. That's not how this works. I'm going to take a little bit, no, but okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll, you know, one of these days I'll get recognized. Hopefully. Yeah. There's a man who fucked up our team for years. Let's get him. <laughs> All right. Speaking of fucked up teams, we're here to talk about the Texans. Woo. So before we start recording, I asked you if you watched the game and you told me you had a story to tell. So I would love to hear your story about what happened on Sunday. And then I'll tell mine. I think I've revolutionized how to watch Texans football games now. Okay. So Sunday was kind of a busy day. I had stuff to do in the mm-hmm. morning and I figured, okay, well, I get started at like 930. Hopefully I'll be done by noon. I come back home and, and watch the game. Uh, did not finish by noon. Um, had a lot of running around to do. So I had the game set to record. Ran around, got home at like 2.30 or something like, th- something like that. The Astros game was still going on. That went into extra innings. That was another crazy game. But, you know, the second crazy game in a row for that weekend. So I finished watching the Astros game. Mm-hmm. And so 
the game ended at like 4.30. And somehow, I guess because of the score or your fans were just tuning into something else, the Astros or whatever, there, I didn't see any posts about the Texans game on, on social media, which is insane. I never go spoil. I rarely go spoiler free mm-hmm. unless I turn off my phone and don't open any apps. But I was scrolling through Facebook and Instagram all afternoon and nothing, no spoilers. So I, uh, the Astros game ends at like 4.30, turn the game on right away. And I just hit jump after every single play. I didn't watch the running back get tackled and get up and then watch the replay of the play that just occurred three seconds before. Um, when Davis Mills threw an incomplete pass or a rare completion, or not a rare, but a completion, and the receiver gets tackled, I hit forward, jump, and it goes 30 seconds, and there's Davis Mills on the line, again, ready to hike the ball. I got through that terrible piece of shit game (laughs) in 45 minutes, (laughs) and it was glorious in the fact that I got through the game. I think I've revolutionized how to watch a Texans football game. You just hit jump, not fast forward, because then you got to worry about like timing it to hit play. But there's a button on my remote that just, it just jumps 30 seconds or 30 Mm -hmm. seconds back. So I just hit jump. And then 30 seconds later, boom, they're on the line, like clockwork commercials hit the jump three or four times because it's a three minute commercial. Boom. They're back on the line. It was incredible. Got through the game in like 45 minutes. I couldn't believe it. So your plan is to just watch the Texans and fast forward. As quickly as I can. Because if if this is what's going to happen all season, mm-hmm. I just don't have time for, for this. But I still want to talk about the, you know, the games. Uh, all right. So you just – Got lucky with social. So, are you going to avoid all text and social media on Sundays going forward? Oh, no, there's no way. I mean, oh, so it was just it I got lucky. You got lucky. <laughs> Never happened again. Oh, all right. I mean, I would say try it again. Just you know, go on Twitter and mute anything Texans related, <laughs> right? And just re- try it one more time so you can get away with it again next week when it take on the um the Chargers. Yeah. Oh boy. Did you watch the game? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> I, I did something a lot more uh, healthy, uh, a lot better for my mental health. <laughs> we decided to go to the, have a family day and go to the beach. We went to Galveston. <laughs> oh, that's even better. And uh, we just had fun on the beach for a couple hours. Um, stop on the Bucky's on the way there. And like, for my girlfriend and my son, it was like a damn religious experience. They were going like starting on one corner and just walking around the entire Bucky's. Oh, when yeah. we first walked in and like uh, it's the Bucky's over there on 45 South head towards Galveston. You mm-hmm. know, if you're heading that way, you know, you know what it is. So we walk in and they're looking at the food and trying to figure out. I'm like, yeah, there's food over here and over there is the gift part. It's the um the uh gift area where you can buy all stuff and both them turn around she's like oh i didn't even know it went out that far i'm like yeah it's a whole <laughs> it's like a walmart it's a whole nother section over there you can go buy gifts and uh beaver plushies and things like that it's pretty nice but 
Yeah. I, as uh, as soon as we knew my girlfriend had the day off on Sunday and I, you know, I always have Sundays off. We were like, you know, let's do something fun for a change. Summer's allegedly ending. Technically it's <laughs> over, but it ain't over. Yeah. I mean, this I, is Houston. Yeah, it's Texas, baby. It's still 95 degrees. But we're like, I was driving home right now before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And um, the 1973 or 74 classic from Cool and the Gang, Summer Badness, started playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the calendar technically says fall, but this is still a very appropriate song because it is hot as hell out right now. And I'm going to enjoy this song as much as I um, uh don't enjoy this scorching heat. Yeah, it's uh, but you know, going to the pool, playing in the water, watching my son um, play with other kids. It was it was a fun day. Um, we definitely are gonna have to try. We're definitely gonna try to go back. You know, for like next two weeks, maybe two three weeks when that fall weather starts hitting. Yeah, and it's like mid eighties instead of mid nineties. Right, that's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, uh, just say all that. I decided to be a good, a good, um, a good family man instead of watching the Texans suck the life out of me. So I missed everything. In I fact, mean, I you made even, the right decision. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know about the game being over until we started heading back to Houston. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. This is this this team. I feel like is going to do this all season. Like they're gonna sucker us. What, what did I say game. last podcast? They're gonna give you forty-five minutes, forty-five to fifty minutes, <laughs> and it's that last bit that they do not have. Mm-hmm. And it's all—they've been in all three of the, these games this season. Yep. They've had a chance to win all three of these games, and they've walked away with two losses and a tie. The fact that a tie is the best outcome that they've mm-hmm. had so far this year. Is just a sign of things to come, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Which I'm gonna tell you two stats. I want you to um to tell me which one is the craziest one. Is it A, the Texans have not scored in the fourth quarter this year, or B, they played three games and have given up over 600 yards on the ground? Ooh, um I'm going to say the fact that they haven't scored in the fourth quarter. Because if you look at that Chicago game, mm-hmm. or which you did, <laughs> but, which uh, I did not, but... real quick, um, Chicago is not good. No, That's why I thought the Texans would get their first win. They have no passing attack at all. Justin Fields does not have the weapons around him to make that a complete. Uh, offense mm-hmm. that running game looked like an all pro running game against this Texans defense. I don't know if they're going to do that every week. I don't follow the bears enough to know if they're going to be that good, but the bears look like an all pro, you know, it was an all pro running game, you know, that they put on display on Sunday. Um, so, you know, that the Texans are going to give up a lot of yards on the run, but the fact that they only still only allowed 20 points. Um, it, it, so it, it's not as surprising if they give up 
if they've given up 700 rushing yards. I would because say they've they've been in the game. They've been all in all three of those games. But the fact that hold, they hold haven't I would scored, tell you something. The yeah. Chicago Bears running back Khalil Herbert coming into the game against the Texans, he had 83 rushing yards. He he had 157 against the Texans. <laughs> oh my god. They had 111 after the first quarter. The team the Bears t- offense had 111 rushing yards after one quarter, the mm. first quarter, which is insane. But the fact that they still only held <laughs> they finished to with points, 281 rushing yards. God damn, y'all ain't got no big boys in the middle. They just gashing you. Just disgusting. Missed tackles, everything, man. It was it was bad. But um, the fact that this team hasn't scored in the fourth quarter is it's, I don't know if you meant shocking or disgusting or disheartening. It's all of it because if this, you know, if you want to have a chance to win, you have to score in the fourth quarter, you have to score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And that's, that's the worst part of this team right now. That's the, the worst stat that, that you could um, provide anybody that anybody could talk about Mm -hmm. is that this team has not scored in the fourth quarter touchdown or, or points in the fourth quarter points period. That's just, I mean, you're just not going to win a game. You're not going to get the job done if you can't close it out at the end of the game when it, you know, when it matters most. Yeah. It's hard. It's, they asked Lovey Smith, like, what's the issue with saying? He's like, and it said, I and I quote, it's like everything, everyone, it's like everybody else. We're just not quite there yet. I wish I could tell you exactly if I could tell you exactly why I would tell you got to make better decisions, got to protect the ball. That's all. I mean, that's what every coach was, would tell you right now to begin the season. Mm-hmm. This team. You know what I really think it is? And it's not just the Texans. There have been other teams that have been struggling offensively. I think it goes back to the fact that there's only three preseason games. And the the starting line of offense doesn't play for more than a series. It's like, how can you build some kind of repertoire if you're a um, quarterback how can you build any kind of rhythm with your running back or your wide receivers if you're bare if you barely get any playing time during preseason you only get three preseason game preseason games and now you're thrown out here you're already a below average offense coming into the league you need every rep you can get yeah i mean if you're not buffalo or kansas city or tampa Shit, even Tampa isn't hitting like they like we expected at the beginning of the year. That's true. Uh, you know, if, if you're not a, a contender already, um, finding out who's going to be in your starting lineup is, is imperative, you know. And, yeah, those lack of reps is really, you know, I mean, it's shown across the league that it's it's hurting. And it really sucks for Davis Mills because he's playing for his his starting job. Yeah. I was going to say career, but he looks quarterbacky enough to be a backup somewhere. Matt Schaub was a quarter was a backup quarterback <laughs> for like eight years after he left left the Texans. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing about Mills, I, I noticed is that he, I mean, he doesn't seem to have a much of an arm. I could be mistaken. But there were situations that short, short yardage situations that um, one of them wound up being an interception. But uh, in a situation like that, if you don't think you can make the, the completion, mm-hmm. fire the ball and, you know, just throw a rocket and hopefully it'll bounce off somebody and fall to the ground or whatever. But I mean, he's throwing these, these light passes that get picked off that got, that did get picked off on Sunday. Well, the last interception you threw was not his fault. That ball was uh, batted at the line of scrimmage and the bears linebacker just stepped in front of Rex. Right. Picked it up. Yeah. You ready for a couple of other instances where it's like, you know, if you throw it too far, you're going to get called for grounding. But, you know, just just launch it off someone hmm. and just, you know, kill the play there. But it doesn't seem like he has the ability to do that. Are you ready for some Davis Mills facts? Bring it. All right. Davis Mills is, is completing 57.9% of his passes, which is the third worst in the NFL. Last year, he completed 66%. He currently has a passer rating of 77.7, which is tied with the Mitch Trubisky for the fifth worst in the NFL. Uh, let's see. On third downs, he's only completing 47% of his passes, which is fourth worst in the NFL. Last year, he compete, com- bleh, completed 63%, which was 12th. So that's what fall from grace and then in the fourth quarter he's completing 48 percent of his passes for 128 yards with no touchdowns and an interception for a passer rating of 46 boy the passer rate goes up to 158.3 which and let's round it to 160 sure why not 158.3 come on and you can't even say that the problem is the offensive line. He's only been pressured on eight, 18.4% of his dropbacks, which is the third fewest among starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember how many times, but I know I only saw him get sacked once. I know I saw him get sacked once mm-hmm. on Sunday. I don't I can't remember if he was, you know, if he got sacked two more times. But uh I mean it's not like we're watching David Carr get obliterated, you know, every other play. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is actually not bad. Like they're giving him plenty of time. Um, but I, I don't know. He's just not. And I mean, they're giving him plenty of time. And most, the, most of these defenses pretty much know that like his go-to guy is Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Mm-hmm. So he's getting a lot of double coverage. He's getting covered pretty hard. Um, but, you know, it's not like he has, you know, it's not like he has, like, terrible receivers out there. I mean, he's got, um, who's the tight, O.J. Howard, who's a veteran. You know, he's, he's been in some big games. Um, well, they lost John uh, Mechie, the third, the wide receiver from Alabama, who uh, who's going to be out for, I believe, the entire year because of a leukemia diagnosis. That's right. And yeah, just to say, uh, in his last year, 
and Alabama, uh, Mechie had 96 catches for ele- over 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You think they would love to have that you know, second wide receiver right now? Yeah. So all the problems right now, it comes down to Davis Mills and Pep Hamilton, the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. At least offensively, defensively, uh, I can say defensively. At least the rookies look good. They're looking really good. This is Petrie. Yeah, two beautiful interceptions off um, uh, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Uh, they Justin Fields a couple of times. Justin <laughs> Fields. Hurts plays for the um, Eagles. Eagles. That's right. Yeah, they sacked him, what, three and a half times? Uh, five sacks. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's right. Five sacks. Davis Mills only sacked him one time. So like we said, it's not the pressure getting to him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Petrie looks good. Stingley, um, he had a rough go in that last game against the Broncos, but I think he – I think he didn't allow a pass in the last game against the Bears. And then Damian Pierce um, fumbles aside. He should be the the go-to running back. He looked good. I mean, man, those spin moves, he was, he was rocking those spin moves. Mm-hmm. You missed that. That was like maybe the best part of the game. I and mean, this guy was – it was like playing Madden all over again. Best running back the Texans have had since – Arian Foster? Ooh. Man, I wouldn't say, oh, that's crazy high praise, but you look at the running back situation since Foster left, it has not been good. No, not at all. So let's talk about the Texans going forward. Their next game is against the Los Angeles Chargers. Two boy. Currently, the Chargers are five-point favorite. I've seen it go up to five and a half. That's probably because we don't know Justin Herbert's uh, playing situation. I know he played uh, their last game, but he's been dealing with, I think, a rib injury, if I'm correct. Okay. You have no idea, do you? I don't. <laughs> I might just look it up. Justin Herbert. Because he, yeah, because he's a stronger man than me in my ribs. Yeah, but they got blown out on Sunday by the Jaguars, which okay, fractured rib rib cartilage. So, oh man, (laughs) a rib injury. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Whatever you do, Justin Herbert, if you're listening. Don't let the team doctor Don't let the team doctor anywhere near you. Especially with a needle. Yeah. Oh my God. That's horrific. (laughs) And I hate to joke about that about that, but I mean there's (laughs) there's some truth to it too, man. Yeah, that's scary. Keaton Allen didn't play last game. Like 
right now the Chargers are having the year from hell. They're just having guys injured and not and either not playing or playing at 50%, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why I was so worried about picking them to win the AFC because Chargers going to charge. Like until, <laughs> until I see them come through in the clutch, I will doubt them forever. Sure. Uh, I still think they're a the better team than the Texans, even if Keenan Allen misses another game. I mean, I think even – I wouldn't be surprised if they benched Herbert for this game and just went with whoever's the, the backup, let him get, a you know, an extra week to, to rest, mm-hmm. get healthy. Because, uh, you know, no offense, but – it's, a win- it's still a winnable game for the Texans, for the Chargers. Let's see. Look at their team right now. Let's see. Joey Bosa got hurt, groin injury. CJ Jackson, their, uh, I'm sorry, JC Jackson, their cornerback. He's dealing with inflammation in his ankle. He may be out again this uh, week. Keen Allen, we talked about. Jalen Guyton, he blew out his knee. In that game against the Jaguars and out for a season. So, yeah, what I say, the Chargers are having the seats from hell. It's like Satan himself popped up in um, <laughs> Los Angeles. Like, we're about to fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. I, because I, I was looking at the line earlier today and I was like, wow. Okay. At first, I was like, okay. Chargers are coming in. They're still a great team, no matter what their record says. They're going to be like seven, eight point favorites, right? And like, mm-hmm. nope. At first, it was five and a half, and now it's down to five. So people must be taking the Texans. But that's with the hope that you know they'll just they'll get lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the hope that with the Texans playing forty five minutes is can overcome the Chargers. You know, ambulance team right now. Mm-hmm. So let's say the Texans lose against the Chargers. When will they get their first victory, you think? Once you pull up their schedule right now. Because <laughs> after yeah. the Chargers, it's the Jaguars. And then... And Jaguars are looking good right now. Jaguars are looking like the AFC South favorites right now. And then you look at that schedule and tell me where you can find a win. I mean, Which, based off record... We're looking at maybe Tennessee or Washington, which is what week? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Week seven. Is that equals game Thursday night? It is. On it Prime is. Video. Look, I know the NFL has to give team at least one like prime time game but you don't need to see the Texans come on now <laughs> yeah let us lose in in the shadows okay don't put us on prime time when we were good we sucked at prime time <laughs> oh and it's a home game too you don't want Jeff Bezos hanging out in the owner's suite you know just watching this Sad, pathetic team. Oh, so that first 
um, Prime game, both uh, Bezos and um, what's his name? Goodell. Goodell were hanging out. And I was like, it, has there ever been a suite with more <laughs> hated people inside? Like, all they need to do was throw Donald Trump in there. Somebody would try to suicide bomb it. Well, I don't know, man, because him and Bezos hate each other. Who? It'd be kind of interesting. Might see him throw down. Uh, what? That's why he bought MGM, right? So he could uh, release the footage of him saying horrific things on The Apprentice or something like that? I have no idea what that crazy man does, what he does. And when I say that, I, I mean all three of those. Right. <laughs> Well, I, I know why by Roger Goodell does the things he does is because he has 31 other owners telling him what to do. And he doesn't want to miss out on that $45 million paycheck. Shit. Uh, look, $45 million, I go out there and dance to. <laughs> right. A couple of years. I'll, of, I'll take all the booze you got. Yeah. <laughs> Boo me after drive. Shit. That check clear. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's it. All right. Um, are we done with the Texans? Yeah. All right. So let's go around the NFL. Are there any other teams that you would like to talk about? I mean, uh, let's see. I didn't even see all the scores from mm-hmm. this past weekend, but uh, excuse me. I mean, that Bills-Dolphins game. I mean, these these two teams are looking pretty legit at this point. Mm-hmm. I think if a Tua plays well one more week, people are going to start the Tua for MVP conversations. <laughs> I have to stay undefeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think they have a good game this week coming up. Who did you? Uh, who to see that? Um, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Who the hell asked for that one Thursday night? Uh, Miami, Cincinnati is on this Thursday. Uh, on Thursday, yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's yeah. see. Um, I got a subject I want to talk about. Go ahead. Um, it's really looking like Russell Wilson and Tom Brady are washed. Okay. Interesting. And we might have to throw um, Aaron Rodgers in there as well. The end of an era, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, I feel the same way about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I feel the same way now that I did last year. was like, no matter what you do in the regular season, it's still going to come down to the playoffs. And you guys are old guys with a lot of mileage on your arms who won't be able to do it in cold weather. Right. And we've seen that, what, the past two years with Aaron Rodgers? Losing at home. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, well, you know, he's playing at home. He, he knows the stadium. He's used to the conditions. But, you know, father time takes all that into consideration. Yeah, it reminds me of those games many years ago when um, Eli Manning would um, go into Lambeau Field and beat Brett Favre, 
and they'd be like, "How the hell is Eli Man doing it?" It's like because you got a twenty-year-old out playing the uh, guy in his late thirties, like um, in the cold. Like anytime, like think anytime there's like a snowstorm and someone has to go out shovel the shovel. Who goes out to do it? It's not the old brother; it's the youngest. Because I mean, it might handle that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I know. I don't think. I think if Aaron Rodgers wants to win another championship, he needs to go either south or to a team that has a dome. Mm-hmm. And um, Tom well, Brady, Brett Favre over here, you know, stealing money from welfare recipients, sending dick pics to reporters. I mean, he's distracted. Of course, Eli was going to beat him all those games. That story infuriates me. You're going to steal from the poorest people in the poorest state. Jesus Christ. I mean, and, and then when they ask you to pay back the money with interest, you're like, oh, I'll just pay back the uh, the interest. Fuck all that. It's like, <laughs> God damn, dude, you made like two hundred million dollars in your career. You can't pay for selling copper fit or whatever that crap is. Yeah, you can sell an entire boatload of Wrangler jeans. And no, I know that's you were, right. That's you, oh, that's right. He did sell Wranglers. You were fairly compensated for that shit. You telling me you couldn't put down whatever millions it took to buy that got to build that damn volleyball court for your daughter. I mean, come on. Like how fucking greedy can you be? That's one of the things yeah, was like, I, I know it's not going to happen, but if this was a just world, his ass would be in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forget the Donald put him, put uh Goodell Bezos and Brett Favre in the same mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sweet at that first game. Nothing but greedy assholes. <laughs> but back to, to Rogers, you know. Oh, um, I was getting off of Rogers. I'm about Tom Brady. Brady. Tom Brady only got so many um shots in the arm left, man. He only got so many bullets left in that gun. And he's not eating. Like, you know, he clearly doesn't have any energy. Dude, you sent me that picture of him at the press conference the other day. And <laughs> Like, no offense, he looked like a cancer patient. Like, his cheeks were all emaciated. Looked like he breathed, like, maybe 110 pounds. I'm like, God damn, man. I know you're not supposed to eat strawberries, but eat something. Shit. <laughs> He's not supposed to eat strawberries? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> okay. His TB12. Yeah. Uh, no, his TB12 diet has all kinds of shit he's not supposed to eat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, pick him up, man. <laughs> I mean, it really looked like Giselle just said, fine, fuck it. You're not going to eat then. No, she said, fine, fuck it. You're not going to eat here. (laughs) Right. I wouldn't be surprised to find out, like, remember when he, like, disappeared during uh, preseason? And when he came back, he said a lot of shit was going on. Yeah, you had to rent a new place because your wife threw you out. (laughs) Man, I can't can't do a Brazilian accent, so I would not attend. But I didn't... uh, um, I couldn't imagine how pissed off she must have been to find out. Like, football's been your life for all for this entire time. I've been here raising our children and doing everything, and then you tell me you're done. I'm like, ooh, finally we can, you know, be 100. And then two months later, you're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> you're like, what? But see, that, that's how you know. So you? Yeah, I mean. 
Oh, nope, that's me. Sorry. Oh. Uh, yeah, but that's how you know he... Uh, that's how you know he didn't marry an American. Because she didn't call him out for it. Ah, no take backs. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think they have take backs in Brazil. Look, she's richer and more famous than he is. She'll she'll find a take back if necessary. <laughs> right. And then Russell Wilson, the way he played last night, like it's a it's a combination of his coach being an idiot and him being washed. I know with my heart. <laughs> I just saw that box score, man. Was it eleven to ten? The final score? Oh, shit. I think so. 11 to 10 dead. I mean, they yeah. got the win, but you're not going to – you're not – I mean, no team is going to win too many games. Here's how bad that game was. We're talking about Russell Wilson. We're not even talking about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo um, ran out of bounds on his own end zone and got got the safety. He got oh. Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> right. I think uh, Bomani Jones said it best about the game. Jimmy Garoppolo looking like what he is, paid to be an upper echelon backup. What's got to be terrifying for anyone associated with the Broncos is Russell Wilson looks no better. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget they gave him that extension. Do you remember how long, how long and how much that extension is? Six years, two hundred million. Five years, two hundred forty-two million. So Ooh, close. Boy. So that basically covers him. It starts next year and goes all the way to his age forty season, where he'll be making fifty million dollars. Damn it. Gotta get pop-up blockers, I think, on ESPN. Age 40, my God. He's not gonna make it. Oh, he's gonna make it by hook or crook, he's gonna be out there. (laughs) Never forget Sierra's middle name is Princess, so she's is used to a certain lifestyle. (laughs) Oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) This poor bastard. And with the way they be fucking like rabbits, I wouldn't be surprised they have another two kids by the time he hits 40. But in his defense, Sierra is Sierra. Hey, at least he's not putting up Nick Cannon numbers. Mm-hmm. Which, um, are those are those uh, nearing Sean Kemp numbers? How many did Sean Kemp have? I don't even remember. Or, or maybe the king. Antonio Cromartie. No, we got to talk. About, don't forget about um, Drew, uh, Philip Rivers. No, not Philip. Well, at least he's all with wife. No, I'm talking about. Um, oh, man. Uh, he's on the Rockets pregame. Why can't I think of his name right now? Calvin Murphy? Yes. Does he have. He, yeah, he does. That's right. Forgot about that. Calvin Murphy kids. Calvin Murphy has 14 kids with nine different women. Oh my God. And you know what his nickname was when he was playing? 
the pocket rocket, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cromarty has 14 children. Philip Rivers. I think he had nine. It looks like it. Or eight. Eight or nine. Wait, let's see. Yeah, nine. Mm-hmm. Seven girls and two boys. Jesus Christ. That one was just popping them out like a factory. Um, this Sean Kip only has seven children with six different women. So we talk about Sean Kip, but he is not nowhere close to Calvin Murphy. I guess, yeah. Like, Sean Kip gets the stigma, but Calvin Murphy has him lapped. <laughs> yeah. Sean Kip got to be like, you talking about me? Look at this thing over here. 14? <laughs> I only got seven. He doubles me. Right. I double him in stature. Yeah. Oh, it's good to see George Springer out there making plays. And going viral, too. Mm-hmm. That's a funny clip. You've seen that, right? Um, which one? Where he's stealing second, but then it's a it's ball four. And the second baseman tries to tag him. And I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me. I, don't, I might have missed it. Um, all right. So, yeah. Going back, Russell Wilson, um, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. It might be end of an era, or it might be, like we said earlier, these teams just not getting enough run in the preseason, so they're going to be slow. We'll see. But a 10 to 11 game should not happen in football. I think. If I remember correctly, the Royals Mariners game actually ended with a higher score. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look for them. I think that's the only one I really want to talk about. And oh, the Colts beating the Chiefs. I don't know what the hell happened in that game. That's like when you're playing Madden and everything you do, it just goes to pieces. You're all pro tight end, all of a sudden can't catch. Your quarterback is throwing three interceptions where he's never thrown more than one in the game. It's it's like, okay, uh, the, the gods have a line in this video game to fuck me over, and I'm taking this L. <laughs> yeah. That's whatever. Cause there's no way the coach should have won that game. Because the, Col- the Colts are not good. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let's play this game. It's been three weeks. We haven't seen the Monday night game, but it's been three weeks. Um, what teams do you believe in? Uh, I think you still have to believe in the the uh, not the cult, the Chiefs. Yeah, let's start with the AFC. So it's Chiefs. Um, the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolphins. Are they getting up there for you? Not yet. Not yet? I think uh, they need to go maybe one or two more weeks. 
What about the Ravens? Who did they lose to? Because I, I don't want to say yes. They lost to the Dolphins. Um, let's see. Let's see after this weekend because they play the Bills. <laughs> Personally, I, I feel know. like I believe in the. I believe in Lamar Jackson more than I believe in the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But that can only take you so far. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's tough. Yeah. So uh, that's two teams out of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like the AFC West was going to be a dogfight, but the Chargers are hurt. The Raiders are just finding interesting way to lose. And the Broncos, like I said earlier, the quarterback is watching their head coach is a fucking idiot. Right. So they're, just, the, they're lucky that they're two and one at this point. Yeah, because they could be zero and three easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's two teams from the AFC. What about the NFC? Huh, that's tough. Um, I'm thinking the Eagles because that division is so winnable, mm-hmm. and they're three and zero already. Yeah, the Eagles for me are like the uh, Dolphins for you. I want to see. If I know a week or two before I can believe in them, sure. Um, the Cowboys I, would be up there if Dak wasn't hurt, right? And I guess the Rams. <laughs> the fact that you had to say "I guess" doesn't exactly fill me with confidence, <laughs> right? But look at all the teams that are top of their divisions. I mean, Vikings and Packers and Bears are all two and one. Nothing exciting. I mean, nothing that's standing out right now. The Buccaneers are two and one in a winnable division. The Rams are two and one in a division that should that should be a dogfight, but um, they're still the best team right now. Mm-hmm. And um, the Eagles. I mean, they're three and zero in a division that looks like it can be theirs, but the Giants are, are playing. The Cowboys, actually. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm playing tonight. That division, no matter who who wins, no matter how many wins the, the division um, champion gets out of that, out of the NFC East, that's always going to be a dogfight. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt to be 3-0 already in the NFC East. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, both West divisions – are going to be worse than we originally predicted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a weird start to the season, that's for sure. Yeah, if you can pick who comes out in the NFC South, God bless you. Because what happens if Tom Brady takes one more step back? And he's a instead of being Tom Brady, he's like an average quarterback. Can the Panthers catch up? Man, I don't. You know what? They can if Baker gets it together. Ooh, that's asking, that's asking for a lot. It's asking for a lot, but Baker is not. I mean, he's not a terrible quarterback, but, you know, he, mm-hmm. he still does need to put it together. Yeah. I mean, they've got, what, the best running back in football in McCaffrey? Either him or Henry. 
Yeah. Or um, the dude from the Colts. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, I don't know who the guy from the Colts is. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Okay, Thomas. Ah. I about to say something, but I caught that for. <laughs> There's just a bunch of teams that are like you can trust them if you want. I I don't have faith in their quarterback. You know, on both on both conferences. You know, like it's just talking about Buccaneers, Tom Brady, eh. And we were just talking about Baker Mayfield. Eh. And then you can trust Kirk Cousins. I will not. I mean, I'll trust Kirk Cousins to, uh, let's see, what's there? I'll say, like I said before, Kirk Cousins, I'll- as long as everything's perfect around him, he can do great. He can even win your game or two in the playoffs. It's just as soon as shit breaks down and he has to make a play, well, you are going to be SOL, buddy. If this is the beginning of the end for Rodgers, if he's starting to take this step back, mm-hmm. I can, I'll, I can trust Kirk Cousins to win that division, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, he's, what, just as old as Rodgers? But the big difference is he plays in a dome and he's got elite receivers or a, an elite receiver and Dalvin, not Dalvin, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And Thielen is not a bad receiver either. He's, he's been really good in the past. I mean, yeah, I think <laughs> I in that, that division, if, if Rogers started to take that step back, mm-hmm. I, I trust Kirk Cousins to win the division because of the weapons he has and the fact that they're in a dome given his age. Because like you said, if Rodgers wants to, you know, prolong this, he might need to go somewhere with a dome, you know, or, or, you know, warmer climate. But that's it. The the Vikings are not going any further than that. Yeah. So what do we name? Like four teams? We We both believe in the Chiefs, the Bills, um, I'm willing to put a little bit on the Dolphins and the Ravens. Okay. Yep. I'm willing to put a little bit on the Rams. All right. Matt, my thing about the Rams is, like, they can – how are they going to hold a lead? Because their running game is trash. Mm-hmm. You know what? I will put – I'll put faith in the Ravens because that division can still be winnable mm-hmm. until Deshaun gets back. They, you know, the Browns have to hope that uh, Brissett goes, you know, 10 and one until Watson gets, you know, makes his debut. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the Ravens can definitely win that division. They should win that division, you know. As long as they get everyone back healthy, they should win easily. Yeah. Because Steelers are going nowhere. And the Bengals are looking pretty rough. They're not looking like NFC or AFC champions right now. They're looking like they got that Super Bowl hangover. Yep. So back in the AFC again, we got the Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, and I'm going Dolphins. Are you are you gonna jump on? Um not yet. Not yet? Okay. Yeah. So I'll hold it off. So that's three teams 
for sure for both of us in the AFC. And the NFC, we got what? Rams? Rams? Uh, uh, Eagles? Eagles? Eagles! <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I'll put the same faith in the Eagles that I have in the um, the Dolphins. Yeah. Where you're already three and zero, your only competition is a healthy Dallas Cowboys, and um, we'll see what happens when Prescott gets back. Because I'm I'm not that confident in C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb needs to go get a C.D.L. That's how I'm feeling right now. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you if you're playing for the Dallas Cowboys and you put on that 88, that means you got to be the elite of the elite, and I just don't think he can get there. Mm-hmm. But I'll put the Eagles, and that's it. I don't even feel confident about the Rams. Everybody else was like, you got to show me. Right. It's early. It's you just know. like that's five teams out of 32 that we feel good about. <laughs> and not even a hundred percent because you're you're higher on the Rams than I am. I'm higher on the Dolphins than you are. So mm-hmm. I don't think we ever had a season where it's like we could name at least 10, 12 teams that we felt good about going into week four. Yeah, everything is close, but not in not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like it's close because there's a lot of one and two teams. It's close because there's a lot of parody. Yeah. I mean, there's one, two, three, three undefeated teams left. Mm-hmm. Three undefeated and two completely feeded. Right. The Texans and the Raiders. The Cowboys are up 3-0 on the Giants, so the Giants could very well lose that zero. Mm-hmm. Lose the undefeated title. Uh, oh yeah, we'll see. You people will know by the time this uh, podcast comes out. Yeah, might change after. But um, anything else, good sir? That's it. Shout out to the Jaguars. They're two and one. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the cons, Tony and Shad. Yeah, it's the only successful business they got going on it right now. Really is. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, speaking of wrestling, did you see the number that SmackDown got last Friday? I didn't. No. Two two point five. Wow, that's really good. That's crazy. That's crazy considering like. Two months ago, they were like hovering around a 1.5. That's what happens when you have the tribal chief and Papa H running shit. Right. Oh, did, speaking of, did you see SmackDown? Did you see the Bloodline segment on SmackDown? I have not. Oh, and I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Okay, I'm not gonna spoil you. It is amazing from beginning to end. They, everything they've done has been incredible. The fact it, that they've added people to the faction, like, has been incredible. 
Yeah, WWE right now is on a on a on a high right now, mm-hmm. and I've said it for in this podcast, it's like the worst possible news for AEW because a bunch of their momentum was we're not WWE, they suck, they don't know what you want or anything, and now that Vince is no longer there and Triple H has to pan, it's like Raw is watchable for all three hours. SmackDown yeah. is fun. The pay-per-views are enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And that well, the pay-per-view point that goes back. The only bad pay-per-view they've had all year is World Rumble. Right. I, I don't think they've ever had it a streak like this and like since the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they've got you know the the trademarks and all the good gimmick matches. Mm-hmm. Money in the Bank ladder which is much better than the casino chip ladder, whatever. Or when they literally took a shot at Vince and literally had someone grab a brass ring. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the blood and guts match. That's taking a shot at Vince. Yeah, that one too. But no, they would Wardlow literally want a brass ring. He climbed a ladder and pulled a brass ring from the, from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. But WWE has, you know, Hell in a Cell. They've got the Elimination Chamber. You know, and they're not even having, and, and War Games, and they're not even having to use them. Like, they yeah, but are, we're getting War Games. We're getting them. We're getting them, and people are excited all of a sudden. Yeah. I know I'm excited. Uh, we're back in the boom period, baby. The golden era has finally returned. <laughs> Nah. But seriously, we've had like in WWE, there have been so many good wrestlers. It's just nice to get good storylines. Yes. And a show that actually tr- like treats its viewers with respect. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're, you know, why you're here. We know why we know why you're here. You know why you're here. Let's have fun with this. Let's just do this. Yeah. Three hour Raws is no longer a slog, which is something I thought I would never say. Mm hmm. All right, anything else, man, before we get out of here? That's all I've got. I'm going to take my sunglasses off and put my regular glasses back on and uh, and enjoy the rest of the night. Ah, right here. (laughs) Headache right here. Tension right here. (laughs) We want to thank you all for listening, download, sharing. and wear your sunglasses with us next time if you're, if you're tuning in. <laughs> Once again, audio medium. They cannot see. You know, I should put this one on YouTube just for people to watch. <laughs> just for people to judge you. Like, oh, who's he just wearing sunglasses at night inside his house? <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, download, share. We appreciate it, guys. Um, we'll be back next week to talk more about football. Maybe we'll even watch the games. Who knows? I've got a system. <laughs> Can't fail me now. <laughs> you just need to stay on social media. Yeah. All right. Until next week. He's Anthony. I'm De Quincy. Later.